This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Support for the Boner Planet Podcast is presented by Dead Downwind. Tinks, Shadow Hunter Blinds, Burris Optics, Dead Ringer, The Grind, Bomar Archery, Element Outdoors, Reveal Cellular Camera, HHA and HHA USA, Black Eagle Arrows, Cobra Archery, Camp Chef, Novix Outdoors, and caffeine support provided by Deer Cam Coffee. Hey guys, welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. I hope you're having a wonderful night. Tim and I today have a great guest, Brandon, here from uh, Strut and Buck. And this is a show, it's been around a long time. And uh, as long as I can remember, actually. And so Brandon, I guess, tell us the history of the show. So we kind of got off and running and not very seriously to start out with and uh, i think we started filming our first hunts back in 2007 uh we aired our first year on the sportsman's channel actually in 08 uh starting in july of 08 i think it was and kind of ran there for a couple years and then the economy kind of crashed you know in the end of 08 oh first of 09 there and we actually pulled the show back and just did it locally off out of a a network a a a fox network here out of uh, the state that we live in which is arkansas ran it there for a couple years and then the pursuit channel kind of came along and through that time we'd kind of gotten to know some more people in the industry because we were pretty much green i mean back then there was no youtube i mean youtube was around but i mean nobody was using youtube or anything like that at the time it was tv or nothing basically so we kind of got to know some people in the industry and some people with some companies and kind of made some connections and kind of felt like we might make another run at the national deal and the pursuit channel came along and those guys were, were super good to us um starting out of course they were starting out also and um we kind of started airing with them. I believe it would have been in probably 12, 11 or 12 and, and have been there, been there since. So uh, it's been a lot of years. It doesn't seem like it's been that long, but whenever <laughs> you start counting it up, it's been a while. That's how it always probably, goes. Probably a lot of great memories, right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Tons and tons. You know, we started this thing just kind of you know, playing around and doing it and thinking it'll last a couple of years. And then here we are 13, 14 years later, and it's still going strong as ever. Did you ever, did you ever see that actually happening though? Or is this kind of one of those like pipe dreams that just turned into real life? I mean, I don't think any of us saw it lasting as long as it's lasted. Um, 
I mean, don't get me wrong. There was multiple times that we were kind of ready to throw in the towel. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> tough years in there. Yeah. But I mean, it's like anything in life. The you know, the stuff that lasts and keeps going is when you just when you think you want to quit, then you just got to dig in deeper and you know keep going. And that's kind of what we did. And it's always managed to kind of pay for itself. Maybe not always make money, but at least pay for itself. And um, you know, really the last five years, I feel like we've gained as much traction as uh, we have, you know, the 10 years before that, even. I feel the same and, way. And I, feel like it's, I, feel like, I feel like it's a mirror. Like, I feel like I'm talking to a mirror. <laughs> this business yeah, I mean, is always it, the same way. <laughs> and if you listen to the experts, you know, the digital thing is, is big now. And, you know, there's no money in TV and there's, you can't make it in TV. And, and really for us, the last five years have been the best years that we've had. So how do, you guys, how do you guys stay motivated, right? Because that, it's got to be kind of a struggle at times, right? To, to dig deeper and actually push through those kind of, and I'm not going to say hard times because what you're doing for a living, right, is an absolutely amazing thing. Being able to hunt and, and, and live out your passion on camera is awesome. But how do you guys stay motivated doing that? Well, part of our deal, and it makes us a little bit different is, the only one that's working in the industry full-time would be my partner, Heath. And it's not through the show. It's through the content creation and the marketing firm. Every one of the rest of us has a full-time job also that we do. And so it does get hard at times, especially balance and all that. But we have a great team and, you know, it was, I don't know how long, it's probably been about seven or eight years ago, I found myself putting a lot of pressure on myself, and and I just had to take a step back, and I'd hunted for seven or eight years without a cam with a camera every time I'd ever been in a tree or hunting, and I took a step back and took a few hunts and went on an elk hunt with my dad and did not worry about filming in there or anything like that, and just kind of gave myself a reset, and some time off like that and and it actually helped me and and to not take it as serious and it seems like when we don't take it as serious and and turn it into that stress and everything because everything goes better and everything everything seems to work better and and we end up killing more stuff it seems like and 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 at the end of the day we started doing this because we love it we have fun and if we're not having fun then I mean, we're just not going to do it. I mean, to yeah. us, hunting together, filming it, I mean, I mean we love the production side because we produce everything ourselves and always have. Uh, we love both sides of it. Um, I, I'm just as good running a camera or just as happy sitting behind a camera as I am sitting behind my bow. So, and, and everybody on our team is like that. And we've, over the years, we've had bigger teams and smaller teams, but I mean, we've got four guys now, including myself, that really get it and um it's all about having fun and having a good time and producing some really good content i mean we love to try and produce some high quality content you know i think um this interest this industry is interesting in the fact that i agree with you 100 percent everything you just said and i i feel like for us we we had uh, been stressed out a lot trying to create a show and we thought oh we need to create a show so we created two hunting shows and we thought man but the problem was, is we never felt, um, we never had the deer, number one. So it was very stressful trying to get in front of the deer. That's Michigan. So, 
that's yeah mainly michigan issues but um so you know that's kind of how it kind of cheered for us but then all of a sudden we realized that what we did good what we did right um was not the shows what for us what we did right was our test live show which is a a, like a review show on youtube and that was what we did good Mm -hmm. and then when we found our voice in the podcast we found we do this good and my point being is that there is no stress with these two shows like these two shows we we know them we were inside out tim and i got this like it to us this is fun we enjoy we enjoy talking to you we enjoy talking to people it's a good time it's also it's, it's i really love hearing the stories of other people in the industry because you start to realize like wow i'm not alone this was everybody felt the same way and it makes you think a little bit differently about everything you've been through and and how you've you know managed to keep going you made the comment that you know your last five years has been the best we've we've always had a better year the next year and that's part of the reason Mm -hmm. i feel like we've kept going as well and really for me it's always been the consumer like when the consumer says like oh man thanks so much for doing this video i really needed this because i was trying to find this bow whatever it kind of made me feel like man, I, I got to like keep doing this for the heritage aspect, right? If I'm not helping get other bow hunters hunting, like what am I doing? I want to leave a legacy that when the archer industry, when this is all over and bow hunter planet's goner, they're like, that Dave Thomas guy, man, he really did a lot for our industry. He was helping, you know, that's to me what I don't want to lose, you know, when I think of it. But I want to transition real quickly though to your guys's quality because I feel like your quality is really, really, really good. And I guess can you walk us through that part of it. When you talk about the production level, I'm looking at your stuff and I'm thinking this level's kind of like, you know, at the top premiere of level of quality. So what are you guys using? How do you guys set these up to get the good footage? And, and how does that kind of come about, I guess? Well, we kind of came up in the video film space when the, documentary type yeah you know who's I'm, I'm trying to think of some guys that really do it with heartland bow hunter type um that film type look when the when everybody was still using uh, video cameras and we kind of switched over to the dslr side of things and that more of that film type look that's just what we started in when that was all oncoming and coming into the hunting industry at that point in time when we were kind of getting going and we just kind of that that's kind of what we focused on and then we've just tried to upgrade our equipment over the years as we do it and obviously Heath being in the content creation business and stuff that's helped us a lot also as far as gaining equipment and access and learning how to use it things like that but um the biggest thing is that upgrading equipment you know from and and the dslr technology and now we've moved to the mirrorless type cameras like your sony a7 series type cameras and that's pretty much everything that we film is filmed on that type of camera you know and that and that's the quality um the i mean Heath originally started he was our editor he edited our show and now he's got guys that are working for him uh uh, a guy by the name of Matt Covington's been our editor for our show for the last four years now and and doing a phenomenal job putting putting together what we can get laid down throughout the year you know and the the thing about film is and what we really try and do is try to tell a story through the lens and I, I know you hear that all the time but what we tell our guys is 
film everything in a way that you wouldn't have to say a word and the, the viewer would know what's going on without adding anything to it. And if you do that, then the talking, the commentary, whatever you use on top of that just adds to it. And finding that story in each hunt, that's, that's kind of what we try and focus on because we're kind of like what you said a while ago. We don't have a ton of deer. I mean, we have deer where we live. We don't have the Iowa deer, the Illinois deer, the Kentucky deer. And now we get to go to some of those places, yes, but um, we just don't have that where we live. So we've kind of had to focus on that story. What's the story behind this hunt? Whether it takes three years or it takes three days, um, there's a story in everything. And that's what people relate to is a story. The, it, it's really good if you can have the visual along with it, but People will even watch a good story, even if the even if the footage is not that great, you know. So how do you do that though? Because that that's probably one of the toughest things to do is find the story. Are you guys are you guys going out trying to create a story that's in your head, or are you guys just kind of playing it like here's what's going on, and then then it kind of just evolves into something? That the second, I mean, it's kind of like we're we're here's what's going on, and 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 just kind of let it play out, and then you know, starting to think about what all happened after it's already happened and, and where is the story in that? You know, we're not, we're not trying to make a story up. We get, we, we do what we do and somewhere along the way, and inevitably it may be a, a really, really good story or it just may be a, a decent story. Um, you can't always have just an amazing story with every single hunt, but there is something in there that you can get that, that will connect people, some people to it, you know? Um, but we're, we're always, it's let it play out and then let's evaluate what we have on the back end and see where, where's the story in here. Yeah. Yeah. I think speaking about that, that quality and the video upgrades, I, I feel like that's always evolving. I remember when, yeah. when, when we and, and we kind of had you know, similar production changes on our site over time. Like even today, God. I just upgraded my camera again today for for podcasting. Right, we're always thinking about that next step, the next step. There there were times where we would go out and Dave, Dave would propose. He's like, "Listen, guys, I, I think we need to spend you know seven grand on this slow mo camera. I think what was it, the, the Sony F five? RX, it was RX five or something in it, you know, now it's obsolete again. Cause yeah, yeah, and, that, that was, and, it, and it's great and it works well, but then there's always that next thing and the next thing. And it just, it gets, it, it's expensive, right. To, to always be upgrading, oh, but that's just something you have to do. Yeah. Yes. And it, you know, if you're going to keep up with the, with production and what's going on eventually, yes, you have to upgrade, but I mean, you can get carried away and you can upgrade every single year because they're coming out that, with Dave? something new every single year. I'm not going to do you it. You hear that, Dave? You can, get just away, Dave. you can get carried away, Dave. You can get carried away. I just upgraded. Oh, I'm Brandon. holding it. <laughs> our, our, oh, you did. We just upgraded. So for years, we used we used Canon for years. We started with like the T5i, mm-hmm. T6i, T7i, yep. T8i, whatever. Then we switched to Sony. Mm-hmm. We did the A7 II. We did the a7 three now, and then we got rid of Sony and we went to Panasonic and now we're running the, whatever their main, I forgot the name of it. Um, it's the main one. Like there, I think it's like two grand, but we're running that now is our mm-hmm. main like test lab uh, camera. And then we have another Panasonic to write. And the reason I w- like the Panasonic was the workflow with the compression on the 4k because the right. Sony, the Sony was okay, but the Sony had, I could never get the, 
focus right, it was always an issue for me. So Canon was the best, in my opinion. Panasonic was the second best with this focus issue. And then Canon wasn't good because the compression was a good disaster. I mean, for you, it's fine because you guys are doing like very mm -hmm. high quality. My videos need to be on this little screen. They're not on a big TV. Right. So I don't need like 8K type stuff. I don't need 4K, true 4K. I just need the small mm -hmm. YouTube 4K, right? So compressed, completely compressed. But what was happening is I would get the Canon file and I, when I go to edit and final cut, it would be like, it would just like jerk and you couldn't really do anything with it. It was so big every, you know, 60 gigs for one minute of video or something crazy. There was a period of time we would go through production and Dave would start yelling us, you're wasting 4k. You're wasting because yeah, it was so big. <laughs> I couldn't edit. I'm like, shut it off. You know, between cuts, turn it off, you know, just because you just couldn't, it was just too much to bear. And now with the Panasonic uh, stuff, the GH4 or GH5 now too is one I got. It it is a great camera, and like we have, we don't have no production, no process issues, and uh, it's good enough for what we're doing. Is you know, and we use like we right. use iPhones for different clips for this stuff. We use GoPros. We use. Um, Mm -hmm. I use, uh, sometimes I'm filming alone, I'll use the DJI uh, Pocket 2 and the thing follows you. It's like the perfect in the field tool because if you're by yourself, you could, you could just click your face and it will follow you to yep. a certain degree back and forth. So, and you can mm -hmm. put a wireless mic because you can hook into the USB-C with a little row wireless. So technically for someone like you, if you're in the field and you kill the deer and you want to talk about it and move a little bit, it'll follow you. It's, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, when you talk used, about- We've used iPhone. I was going to say, when you guys we look like you guys are shooting on, something yeah. in a red here, were you guys using a red lately or? No, no. We, uh, everything we're running is Sony right oh, now. Oh, Sony. Okay. Now everyone, yeah, everyone except for uh, for me has upgraded this year. Everyone's upgraded to the, uh, the A7S 4 or yeah. or whatever something the newest, like that, yeah. whatever the newest one they've got that does the slow-mo and everything and I'm running the A7 III still, and I can't make myself do it yet. I can't. Yeah. Because, I I mean, I can shoot some 1080 slow-mo, and that's what we're broadcasting in anyway. So, um, it uh, I can't make myself do it yet. I probably will have to next year, but for a two- or three-second clip, when all the other guys have got it, I'll just let them get the slow-mo <laughs> clip. <laughs> right. So, you guys are on Carbon TV as well, right? Yeah, so we, uh, Pursuit Channel is our main TV outlet, and then uh, Carbon TV, and then actually Waypoint TV also um, nice. is another digital outlet that we uh, have a lot of stuff on. We, uh, we've we worked with those guys since they started, and uh, I really like their platform. I like their app-based platform that they have, and uh, they do a really good job of pushing pushing your content out and stuff. Yeah, I've never actually looked at Waypoint. I never realized that was a, a separate network like that, but that's pretty cool. I have to look into that one. I never mm -hmm. noticed that. Um, you guys are on, so the, you guys are on Carbon TV, Waypoint, Pursuit, Pursuit Up, which is, I'm assuming, their they're, they're, uh, mobile. Yeah, that's their digital. Yeah, their digital. And then Prime Video, which is awesome. So you guys are on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. um, and your, uh, where is it at? Sorry, I just had it up. Your carbon ratings 8.2 that's really good rating <laughs> that is 8.2 is good man that's a really good job yeah. i think we're at like 7.7 so good job nice job um i wanted to talk about 
um, your partners. So you guys got a lot of, actually, no, no, before we do that, sorry, before we do the partners, I want to talk about your podcast. So you got the, the tour 12 podcast. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, yeah, we're probably, I guess we've done two seasons of that, two years that we've had that. Um, that's kind of our fun project. Um, you know, we, I, I love doing this kind of stuff. Just like, you know, like what you said, I love talking to people and hearing stories and things like that. And so that was kind of Heath and I's um, just a little fun project that we started. It kind of gained some ground. It was we started it more as a business um, leadership type podcast, I guess. I mean, yeah, because we're in the hunting industry, there's a lot of hunting talk that goes on with it. But a lot of it was, um, you know, things to think about to be successful no matter what you're doing. And um, like I said, we've kind of taken a break through the summer here. We haven't done any for probably two months now. But uh, I'm sure as soon as we start getting rolling and hunting and back in camps when we're together a lot, then we'll kind of start knocking a few of those out again. Trade show season was always a time that we did a lot of that. And, you know, as of, as y'all know, this year we haven't had much of that. So it's right. um, been a little bit difficult getting connected um, face-to-face with people anyway. Yeah, yeah. So you guys, it looks like you guys did an episode with uh, Tom Taylor from SIG. That's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. I was personally not on that episode, but yeah, Heath did, did Heath and Cody actually did that episode with him. So were they, were they at the hunt camp? It said that you guys were at a hunt camp with them. Were you guys there with him or was he there when you guys were there? They were there. Well, they were all there together. So, uh, SIG and expedition, uh, the expedition crew and the given right crew were all together. Oh, that's right. Camp Cause with, they sponsor that. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, because Sig is a sponsor of theirs, and uh, Heath and the guys, they produce the Given Right television show also. Yes, yep, I remember that, yeah. That's cool. Uh, that's an interesting person to have at the hunt camp for the Sig Sour company, because you wonder, like, what's this guy going to use to hunt, you know? Like, what which handgun, yeah. or is he going to use a handgun? Or maybe they got, they probably got rifles, <laughs> don't they? have ARs, now I think about it. Yeah, they have, that, that, yeah, exactly. Oh, so he's probably... Yeah. Yeah, they were a, all I believe they were all using their AR platform guns in that at that Yeah, hour. probably. Yeah. I actually bought a six hour P three sixty five carry gun. It's amazing. It's a really nice gun. Um yeah, yeah we rifles. got some uh yeah. So so Brandon, talking about all the different content you do, the podcast, the the show, all that kind of stuff. When you look back on it over the over the course of time, what what have been some of those most memorable moments that you've had? For me, it's the hunts that I've got to spend in the tree with Heath. I mean, he and I have hunted together. I mean, he films me, I film him. I mean, we hunt together a lot. And, I mean, we've had some of the best times, I mean, from – just uh, laughing until you, you know, till you're almost messing your hunt up to the point. And just, I mean, that time in a tree with him and I mean, we've killed some really good deer together. Um, but it's not even that. I mean, it's just, it's just time spent in those camps and meeting people. And that's my favorite part. I've met so many great people across this country and, you know, all through hunting and 
and and never fails you get together in a hunting camp no matter what your beliefs are other than the other wiser throughout life i mean just being in camp with guys everybody has that common bond you know bow hunting and uh, that's my favorite part it's always the camp it's always the people that i get to meet <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I heard this story one time from somebody in the industry, and this was at ATA. They told me this story, and I thought it was the funniest thing. They said that they're at a hunt camp, and Luke Bryan came to the hunt camp, and he showed up in a tour bus. And when he got out, he he, he walked he walked out. And he's like, "Who's ready for some hunting, bitches?" And he had two bottles of Grey Goose. <laughs> and he doesn't care. It's no longer about like, "Hey, I'm a rock star. I do all this stuff." It's about like, yeah. hey, "Let's go hunting." You know, everybody. No about your job you know, everybody's like, hey. just a hunter it's so funny and that's you know people are like this guy's so down to earth or this guy's i mean we're all the same we're all hunters we're all there for the same reason bow hunting whatever it is we're bow hunting i mean we all have that same love and yeah you know everybody nobody's any better or any different than anyone else there yeah that's the best that's that right so as far as um, all your guys' uh, sponsors and supporters and all that, you guys have a lot of great names on here. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Expedition is one of the, the big ones we've talked about. We work with Expedition as well on doing yeah. our, some of the stuff we do. Um, wasn't that an interesting bow they launched, though, with the, the different material, the Magnite, uh, whatever? It's yes. pretty cool, isn't it? Yes. Yes. So cool. Yes. Now, do you guys do any... Go- you remember when we tried to call them out on... on uh, we got them on a podcast, right? The day that they... Uh, that they started their marketing and all that stuff. And maybe even the day that they launched it, but they, they didn't actually officially say what it was yet. We tried to call them out on, uh, we tried on to get us what it was. Right. And, uh, they, they refused, but we, we, we had them on live too. And it was going nuts. People were like, Oh, I'll give you 20 bucks. And all, you know, and Chris wouldn't budge. We were trying, <laughs> we were trying to get something out of them. Like then they had it there, but they wouldn't show us. They, they show us like the camera. Yeah. Something. It's so funny. Exactly. Now, do you guys do? Yeah. Do you guys do any? Um, do you guys do mixed like gun and bow? Yes, we do do some gun hunts. Um, most of the gun hunting that we do is later in the year, and it usually takes place in Texas. Um, kind of after everything's already done, we've got several guys that we've become really good friends with down there over the years. Um, that have some big places to hunt and they're in the texas uh managed land development programs and things like that so later on in the year when they get through if they do run outfitting deals or whatever they get through with their clients or whatever and they still have excess tags that they need to fill um we'll kind of go down there some and help those guys out and shoot some you know get a show for us and then help them fill some of those doe tags and uh management buck tags things like that um and it ends up being, you know, it's fun to go do at the end of the year, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Have you ever taken a deer or maybe any animal with a pistol? I have not, no. This is my thing. This is what I'm working on right now as we speak. <laughs> I'm trying to like, <laughs> I got this thing in my head. So we started our Gun Hunter Planet segment, which is a different different than Bow Hunter Planet. But so I was talking to those guys on their show because they, they started a podcast that's different. I joined them on the podcast because one of my goals in life, like a lot of archers goals are to use a traditional bow. And that's great. Like I wouldn't mind using a traditional bow at some point. But one of the goals I have is I want to shoot a deer with a pistol. So I went through uh-huh. this huge transition to try to find out like what's the best gun for 
shooting a deer with a pistol and like i went online and there's people shoot deer with everything online so on youtube there's like a mm-hmm. nine millimeter i mean stuff you wouldn't even think that would be good enough they're killing deer with it i'm like wow so i go into a a, a gun store here in uh, michigan here today i went into cabela's and then they didn't have any 10 millimeter or uh 44 or anything like that so i end up going to a small shop and i asked the guy i said what do you think about gun hunting with a or deer hunting with a pistol like what's your recommendation he said a 454 and i'm like 454 and he's like yeah well i go is that bigger than a 44 he said yeah and i said well he goes it's about two bucks a round to shoot and i said well what's the advantage of that he said well it's a huge round but the good news is he goes when you're done with that you can shoot a 45 colt i think he said in that same chamber so i said okay so I'm like, I don't think I want to do that. I really don't want a revolver. Like I kind of want a Glock type gun. I want, you know, like a 10 millimeter type Glock is my thought. So I call my buddy, Bob on the way home talking to uncle Bob and we're talking. He's like, nah, he goes, he goes, I would just do the 10 millimeter, you know, cause it's, it's, you know, it's a Glock. You use it for other stuff. You know, it's not like yeah. you're just gonna, yeah. he's like, plus a 10 millimeter is nice to shoot. And let's just say you're going to go 30 yards or less. Who cares then? It's not going to be a huge deal. Right. So Bob recommended the Glock 40, which has the MOS where you can put a sight on it, like a red dot, which is a longer gun, a six inch yeah. gun. And I, and I said, well, I think I want the Glock 20, which is like a four inch barrel, because then I could use it for other things. And if I'm only going to shoot 25 yards, what does it matter? And my thought would be go iron sight because maybe this might be pushing it. <laughs> You're might making it, it so hard on yourself. <laughs> I might be pushing when I say this, guys. I think I can get off two or three rounds in this deer within a couple seconds I, I might be pushing it might be pushing it but if i can pop off just boom 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 i think i have a chance to hit it two or three times so if the blood's not great at least if i hit it multiple times it might drop i, I have a feeling what this is going to involve is up setting up some zip lines from tree to tree and you'll start off in one you'll zip line down the other but in the meantime while you're zip lining you're going to take that deer at the same time you're just gonna as you're going. a tree saddle tree saddle you're talking about brandon yeah. you don't know this guy named jamie but i can tell you right now this is setting up some really angry conversations with jamie when i shoot this thing with a pistol <laughs> what did you do that for <laughs> me blood we gotta go on the neighbor's property Freaking 10 shots <laughs> later you're at, you have to go up there and ask permission you gotta go I'm scare all the deer on the property <laughs> you doing i heard a whole clip i heard a whole magazine layout what was going on up in that hill but anyways i'll just tell you guys this i bought that glock today done nice i found it on cabela's.com glock 20 so it's the shorter one so this makes tim happy now because it opens up a gun spot for him that he wanted anyway because now i have i have to go close (laughs) now you have to only shoot 30 yards so exactly so it works out good with the property on there's only two gun hunters probably more like 15 feet but we'll see yeah, probably five feet. Honest, my thought would be to take my, my longer gun with me and then have the option, but we'll see. I don't know. I don't really care. I just think it'd be cool to harvest. No, man, you got to commit. That's the deal, man. You can't take a backup. Then it gets into your head. Right. Like, no, well, you're right. Gonna, you got to commit, man. I'm committing. I'm committing. Yeah, Brandon's you... our witness. I'm committing. We're doing this. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> that will be rad if you get that pulled off. Or I bought here. some rounds too. It was hard to find ammo for that damn thing, but I found some. I'm gonna shoot. It's I found 250 rounds of 10 mil full metal jacket for practice. So my goal is to at least shoot 100 rounds of that to practice. And then I bought one box at 50 bucks for 20 of of a hunting round, and that's it. Like that's 
that's so i got one <laughs> magazine and bob said he'd give me 10 shells too if i need them you're, you're gonna like, drop all 20 you're gonna drop clip after clip you know when you're shooting that if I, I, don't... I can see you i can just see you i'm gonna be sitting out in the field and you know my spot i can see out and see the big field and all that i'm gonna be seeing some guy running in orange chasing a deer firing off rounds i can that's already me. see it that's going down <laughs> And I have to do that, Tim, because if I don't, Jamie will freak out when I hit it one time and there's no blood trail. Love it. <laughs> so, Brandon, we know what Dave's plans are for the rest of this year. What are your what do you got going on for the rest of what are your plans? What do you have going on hunt-wise? Oh, so I did not draw any out-of-state tags this year. So really? I'm I'm hunting, yeah, I'm hunting states that are over the counter this okay. year. So uh, Michigan. obviously I'll hunt. Nah, I don't know about he's Michigan. Like, he's like, nah. <laughs> he's like, I don't know about Michigan. <laughs> I got to deal with that where I live. I don't yeah, got up there to deal with it too. It's probably worse here. Or, so, yeah, obviously, worse. obviously here in Arkansas, which we actually open uh, a week from Saturday. Um, I actually just missed. I was supposed to go to Kentucky last week. Was it last week? Well, whenever their opener was, I was supposed to go there. Two of our guys hunted over there and killed a pretty nice buck uh, in Velvet in Kentucky. Um, I had some obligations that came up and couldn't get over there. So I'm going to try and get back there maybe end of October, that last week of October, and then may jump on up. Yeah, may jump on up to Ohio uh, that first week of November. And then um, – you know, I'll be hunting here in Arkansas through that time. May try and slide out to Nebraska um, if I can fit it in there. And then once December gets here, I'll kind of go to Texas. Like we usually go down there once in December and then once again in January. Do you yeah. guys hunt with, when you hunt in Ohio, who do you hunt with there? Uh, a guy, Shag Trent is his name, uh, TNB Outfitters that he kind of runs. Um, Runs a little different outfitting deal. He's got farms, and he basically just uh, says, you know, here's a couple farms and have at them. Yeah, cool, cool. He now, hey, he we didn't them. talk about your setup, so we obviously we know it's Expedition Bow, but what broadheads you guys using? Yes, uh, I shoot. We shoot the QAD Exodus full blade. I shoot a hundred nice. grain. Um, shooting a Victory uh, VAP TKO Arrow three hundred spine. I shoot the 95 grain insert on the front. So I'm shooting right at 200 up front on a 28 inch arrow. Um, weighs about 505, I think, is what my total arrow weight is on that arrow. Okay. What about uh, sight? Uh, Spot Hog, Fast Eddie, two pin is what nice. I, that's my preferred sight. He's shooting that same sight. Um, I believe everybody is right now. I love that sight for whitetail hunting. I can set that thing on 20, and then I've got a 20-yard pin, and the speed of my bow, I'm 20 to 37, I think, is that second pin there. So, I mean, I'm covered to 40 yards pretty much without having to touch it. Are you guys – um? so which, which one of these quiet cats are you rocking out? Um, Actually, we are still running some of the old original quiet cats. Yeah, that's um, The cool. very first – the very first ones that they made um and you know still doing well those things got to be a lot of fun huh yes you have oh, to be careful 
<laughs> I was just saying, pretty fast. <laughs> I learned that in Ohio the first year we took them to the in southern Ohio in those hills uh, in the mornings. It's you, you gotta, you gotta be careful. You gotta wake up a little bit for you, uh, you get on that. Beer. Absolutely, absolutely. I crashed and burned a couple times. <laughs> that would suck too if your bow slaps that ground. Dang. Yeah. Oh man. Yes, it was. Uh, I had it on my backpack, so luckily I didn't. I caught myself before it hit the ground. <laughs> oh, mm. they they are very handy though. That's. Um, I was pretty skeptical when we first started using those bikes about how useful they would be, but man. I'm, I mean, I, I had no idea how useful those would be. Just even like if you're crossing a field or something, say it's a big cornfield that you've got to cross that's picked and it's early in the morning. I mean, where you walk across that field and it takes you 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you're just exposed out there for that amount of time. With that bike, you can zip right across yeah. there in two minutes. You're across the field, out of the way. And, you know, I've multiple times we've, done that and had deer cross right behind us after we were in you know just getting set up in a tree had we yeah. not been on those bikes we would have been still walking across that field when that deer was trying to come across yeah you know? they're, they're scentless too right i mean it's not it's it's, it's battery yeah. powered so no no fumes or anything no sound yeah. plus you can hide it in no the bushes ground, or hide yeah. in the tree down tree mm -hmm. i had okay. took i had taken one that, I'm, go ahead sorry no, even even we've had deer see them. You know, we didn't get them hit good enough or not, and I I don't know that we've ever had a deer booger from them. I uh, yeah. I changed my mind on on what I think is going to happen this year. Now, what I think is going to happen is Dave's going to go out. And we're going to have to buy one. Of these. <laughs> I have one. He's going to be he's going to be sitting he's going to be sitting in the woods <laughs> on this thing. See a deer come out. He's going to be chasing it down with his pistol. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea, Tim. I actually have, I did a video on a uh, e-bike. It wasn't the quiet cat brand, but a different one. And I had taken mm -hmm. it from my house through uh, a, a park by our, my house. It's close. And I live in, we live in the city. We're like an urban area and there's a lot of deer in mm -hmm. this park. So anyhow, I took it off roading. I went through the back roads in the trails and I'm going through the trails and I came up on like five deer and they didn't even know I was coming. Like literally they were just sitting there grazing. I'm like 10 yards from them and I'm like going by, I stop. And they didn't even look at me. And I, when I started going again, they looked up and ran off. And I was thinking, this is incredible. Like this is something the market is not really taking understanding yet. You know, like what you could do with something mm -hmm. like this, being that you can travel a two track dead quiet and get out to a spot is really incredible when you think about it. And, and, you know, you you don't make you make less noise you you know there's no sound i mean it's really incredible it's got to be a lot quieter than walking you know you figure back and forth Way. and then you know this especially you got especially two guys i mean you're running two guys and walking and in and out and ground scent and it does not take long for deer to figure out what's going on you know and those yeah. those things have made a difference for sure yeah i love them I, I do i do have heartburn with the prices of them i feel like they're pretty dang pricey and i think once mm -hmm. once i think that's the reason they haven't blown up as much as you would think not just them but any brand in that market and i do feel like if you if the prices come down to like under a thousand dollars i think you would find a lot more people mm -hmm. buying but at you know one here is like sixty seven hundred dollars you know i mean it's kind of a four wheeler you know what i mean like 
so i get it and you know they're a great brand and all that but it just you got to get that you got to get under that you know thousand dollar mark i feel like people gotta like really I would agree with that. be able to do it you know what i mean like i feel like three grand and up is pushing it like i don't th- i don't see myself investing that much money just to get across a trail but if it was low cost you know i would definitely consider like a cost yeah. of a bow you know yeah but, even that fifteen hundred dollar mark you know i think that would so, be a yeah that's a, a good pretty point. decent you know and they're fun to ride i mean it's not like i ride it in my sub you know it's not like i just <laughs> use it for hunting i'm all over the place that thing i have right. it sitting outside plugged in all the time and i pop it and go i have a good time i'll take you ever it. take it to work Oh, geez, your mics are a little hot there, Tim. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm having issues here. Hold I on. Can't tell. Holy cow. I'm about to mute your ass. <laughs> um, <laughs> to Tim's point, I have not taken it to work, even though I do think it could probably get me to work. Um, haven't done it, though, but it's not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Plus, you could charge it at work, so really, you know what I mean? It'll be fully mm-hmm. power ready to go. Um, but, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, they're definitely a good tool. I'll tell you, one of the partners that stuck out to me that you guys have on there is those reveal cams. Oh, yeah. Those reveal cams. Yeah. I, we, we've we been using those for, um, what, two years two now? Two years, yeah, since they've been out, yeah. And, uh, it, I mean, they, they, there are some other ones that we used before that had some issues with it. They just didn't work. You know, they, they, were, they weren't user-friendly. But then this reveal camera came along and just completely changed the game when it comes to trail cams. Those things are absolutely awesome. Amazing yeah yeah there there's not a better camera for the money out there i mean just hands yeah. down and I, and i would think I, I you know the market has said that you know if they're like they're like finding nuggets of gold now i mean you can't find yeah. them anywhere. They, they've become so popular yeah i'll tell you it has caused some issues though for us um and, and the issue that it's caused is now instead of going to hunt camp pulling SD cards and fighting by fighting for what spot we're going to go in yeah, that's the when we're part. at hunt camp. Now we're fighting weeks in advance. Yeah. Yeah. We know what's there. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's been a problem. Yeah. Love it though. Those so I don't know if awesome. you noticed this though, Brandon, like, so, you know, we, when we started working with tactic cam, the reveal last year, when it first launched the first uh, variant, um, there mm-hmm. wasn't really anybody in the market in that price point, you know, yeah. And now today, if you go in, they're all trying to get back into that market. It's hilarious yeah. to see these things come from $299 down to hundred dollars. I'm looking at I'm looking at another brand yeah. right now that we don't work with. And I, you know, they dropped to match that price, which blows my mind, right? It's like, wow, okay, you know, where were you a couple of years ago when people were struggling exactly. to get this? Now, now you can <laughs> stop milking us for all the money, you know. Hey, okay. So yes, what a great product though, man. It's worked so great. Very yeah, cool. All we right. do. We have, we have some awesome partners. I mean, there's a lot of guys that we've been with for a long time, and that's kind of, you know, that's our our mo. We want to build relationships and 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 help them, you know, sell more product or develop more product, and and uh, you know, keep doing what we get to do. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Yeah, thank you for being on the show. Uh, go to struttonbuck.com to learn more about what Brandon does in this in this crew amazing stuff and you can get to all their social media plugs uh our pages from there i should say um and uh their yeah. podcast everything's right there so pretty cool you yeah bet. nice talking guys, to you Brandon. i appreciate, I appreciate you joining man you bet thanks for having us uh anytime <laughs>